Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Tavian the Philosopher Napier and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that by talking about topics and having guests on the show that are going to help us improve in games, out of games, hopefully both but at least one of the two. And today's guest, I'm really excited. It's been a while since I've had a pro player on the show. I have CLG Chris CCH. If you remember, I've actually interviewed his teammate before who wasn't on uh, CLG at the time, but now is on CLG. These guys both compete on Street Fighter League. I highly, highly recommend you guys check it out. I'll have links down below. Uh, but what I wanna do is get right into this conversation. There's some updates coming up for this podcast and my content in general. But for now, let's just get into this conversation. Thank you guys and I hope you enjoy the first time i actually started competing uh, again it was actually someone my, my brother introduced me to it was um red bull proving ground yeah red bull proving guys is what it was called back then um it was like a tournament that red bull was hosting in seattle and so that, that was essentially like the first real tournament I, I went to that got me involved with like the scene i'd been to actually some northwest majors uh prior to that but that was like kind of the first tournament where i feel like i got connected to the scene and then once you're like really involved with the the fighting game scene nearby you, I feel like you always just kind of sucked in. And then uh, once you're there, it's, it's impossible to leave. So from there, it was <laughs> just kind of history. Uh, that was like first year of Street Fighter Five, and I just I've kept playing ever since then. How long? How long would you say that was? That was 2016. So like the first first year of Street Fighter Five. That's so young. It's so interesting seeing like so many young people get into it. And uh, I mean, I, it's, at this point, it's pretty normal to see young people. Like you have people who are getting sponsored at like 15 and going to compete in different things like Rocket League and stuff like that. Uh, but it's still just crazy to see how how this can really um, change someone's uh, life, hopefully for the better. Uh, on that note, can you talk about how comp competing and doing this has affected your life? Like if it's made it easier for certain things or if like it's harder because you have to travel and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it definitely changed my life um, really like a ton. Um, I mentioned that I'd started competing, at, I think, yeah, back in 2016. Yeah, I'd be 14. Um, so that was like when I started competing. And I'd actually been, um, at that time, I had been homeschooled for my entire life. So this was actually kind of like one of the first times where I even got to like kind of go around, and, like be social around people who have like the same interests as me. So it was really like uh, a big part of my personal growth, just getting involved with the fighting game community in general. and. It's obviously sort of a unique experience because the FGC, I think, out of like probably any sort of like competitive game, it's got to have one of the like oldest scenes. <laughs> like imagine like everyone there is like ten years or more <laughs> old, like older than me, uh, for the most part. And there was uh, obviously my brother was there, and also um, Jabril was kind of around my age um, when I was competing back then. But other than that, most people I would talk to were like way way older than me. But it really was uh it was still a really great experience and as far as like traveling and competing and everything obviously it's it's been really enjoyable i mean i never expected to go to all these different like cities and traveling around uh, all over the place to compete in tournaments um hopefully this year i'll, I'll also go to evil japan and that'll be my first time going to japan and it's just kind of like it's wild to think of all these places that playing uh street fighter competitively has sent me it definitely makes things harder because um in addition to competing i also uh I'm in my last year of school for um, a degree in aerospace engineering right now. So obviously doing that and competing at the same time takes a lot of time. It's a lot of difficult scheduling to make to actually be able to go out to tournaments and you know, go travel all, all the time and that sort of stuff. So it definitely makes things more complicated, but uh, at the very least, it's very exciting and, and very enjoyable. So uh, yeah. even if it's a little bit harder, I, I definitely 
don't regret anything and it's it's been a really like great experience for me and i want to touch on something real quick because I, I think it's really important getting so deep into competitive fighting games so early on time management is a skill that's not like naturally learned by a lot of people can you talk a little bit about how the fact that you go to school and you're at like professional level competition like what is your your practice routine and how do you balance all of that together yeah uh my practice routine is definitely something that i've kind of refined uh, over the years, but like before when I was homeschooled playing Street Fighter V, like much younger, I could to spend as much time as I want playing the game. But of course, once I started going to school, uh, there's a very limited amount of time that I can actually put into the game. Because um, like, you know, every hour I spend is, is something I could spend doing something else. So it's uh, it's become really important, I think, that I, while, while I do like just play the game a lot for fun, like when I'm streaming, I'm normally just having fun and not like kind of doing any sort of concentrated practice. But when I am like very uh, seriously practicing the game, um, it's important for me to do stuff like just going on replays and studying them, making sure that I'm taking notes and making sure that in uh, like I'm going in training mode and learning matchups, that sort of thing, figuring out characters and like seeing what other people are doing with the character and how I counter it, that sort of thing. Just being very uh, efficient with how I practice is I think someone that is, is really important to me for um, kind of being able to stay at a high level without having to invest like a ton and ton of time um, into like playing the game and practicing constantly. Um, and it's definitely something like, I think it managed to help me build up like my time management skills. Uh, but I think I already had actually kind of, I've always been kind of good at that in general. It's not something where I was like forced to learn because mm. bringing back to the fact that I was like homeschooled. Um, when I started, I started attending college at 16, um, through a, like a Washington program called Running Start. So I was going to like community college and like leading up to that, um, I was pretty much not, not like entirely on my own, but like most of the studying I was doing was just on my own. So I would need to figure out how much time I want to put into like studying math or science or, or this topic, how much time I want to spend like doing practice problems or whatever. So uh, compared to like someone who's maybe been in school their whole life, I kind of have more experience. Like I would to really force myself to schedule out I, I want to say schedule out because i never really like actually formally schedule anything but i kind of like you know schedule in my head like figure out what you know how, how much time i want to spend doing this and that and, and whatever else so it's kind of a skill i've i've gotten uh good at like building up through basically my whole life hey, okay all right yeah you're you're a better man than i am i have to have everything in my calendar otherwise it just it slips through the cracks so that's that's really good that you can do that i want to dig a little bit into your time with uh, Street Fighter League, if you don't mind, and uh, there's so many questions that I, I'm uh, excited to talk about because there's different levels of it, but I want to really dig into the, the team dynamic. Now, for those who haven't seen Street Fighter League, it is essentially a three versus three, but you also have a substitute. Um, so you have four players on a roster going up against each other. It's a one-on-one -on -one format, but they go back to back to back, essentially, and they can talk during that time. So, you know, you can talk to your teammates, you can kind of coach each other, stuff like that. So there's like a lot of different dynamics that's happening that I'm really excited to dig into. Um, but the first question is just your overall experience playing on Street Fighter League versus playing in a traditional one-on-one -on -one tournament. Like, what is that like for you? Yeah, it's definitely a, a different experience, both because uh, the team aspect is obviously really important. Uh, also, like playing a Street Fighter League match is much longer than playing like a normal match of Street Fighter. Like you play a one-on-one -on -one Street Fighter match you're there for like 15 minutes-ish, uh, a Street Fighter League match, even though you're only playing for the same amount of time. 
you're there um, for like an hour or something. So it's kind of more mentally straining. And I think something that's really unique about the Street Fighter League format and something that I don't think I even figured out very well was like how to how to be helping your team when you're not playing, like how to properly use communications and stuff like that. It is something that I think um, everybody on the team kind of learned throughout uh, the whole process. Uh, the one player on our team who really had experience before, because for, for both me and Filipino Man, that was our first time on Street Fighter League. Uh, Justin Kid was on there back in season one, but yeah. it's still only his, his second time. Uh, so the only one who had really been on Street Fighter League a lot was Samurai. Um, and so he kind of took the, the leader role. He is like technically the captain of CLG. Um, and so I think for, for me personally, a lot of the stuff that Samurai was saying helped me uh, quite a lot, especially because he's someone that's kind of um, really helped me and like sort of, I wouldn't say coach, but in a way like kind of coached me ever since I like started um, talking to him and like practicing with him a lot back in like, it was like late 2017 when I first met him. So uh, obviously there's a lot of history there of like practicing with him and talking to him about mentality and, and a lot of other stuff and just the game in general. So I, I really like having specifically Samurai there uh, to kind of help me and like be supportive uh, when, when I'm playing or vice versa, supporting him when he's playing. Um, I feel like we kind of think alike in a lot of ways, so it, it worked out really well. Um, but uh, another thing about that is like every player on the team is different. So like, some people I know, Filipino Filipino man, for example, uh, really didn't like kind of Mikey's advice or um, sort of his mentality when it came to the game. So they didn't kind of like, they didn't really mesh as well. It was harder for them to kind of work together and, and give advice to to one person or the other. Um, and, and I think that's uh, another thing really interesting about Street Fighter League is that it, it is a team tournament in a one-on-one -on -one game. So most people, including myself, are like not used to um, kind of playing as a team you're always used to being uh sort of very individual individualistic um yeah. and so no one is really used to everyone has like a very different mentality when it comes to the game and it it makes it so that like if you want to give advice to someone or if you want to cheer them on it's like you have to be you have to really kind of tailor your approach to each individual person because everyone's like very different I, of course in general everybody is different but when it comes to like a one-on-one -on -one game like street fighter i feel like everyone is can be very very different and that's something that uh kind of have to work around yeah i i love seeing the dynamic and i've actually liked seeing the shifts in different players like i think this is kaba's second or third time being on and everyone knows kaba for being like incredibly loud but this season i mean i don't know the behind the scenes but it seems like mena rd like would be the one person you'd usually cheer on uh but that's even kind of died down a little bit so i feel like more players have started to settle into this this format where yeah you're playing a one-on-one -on -one game but you're also talking to your teammates and also have to be conscious of the fact that everyone reacts differently like some people you know they might not want to hear anything they just want to concentrate and focus on the game some people might just need a little bit of comforting like hey you got this man you can do it uh, some people might be looking for that kind of answer and that that time might shift and change um, so from on the receiving end and on the giving advice and or just like coaching, what has been your your findings, your takeaways from this experience so far? Yeah, uh, I think probably the biggest thing is, is like I mentioned is that everyone is really different. Um, something that we kind of started off doing um, that was like Samurai's idea and I think uh, really annoyed everyone who was watching the tournament is the the A's uh, of like every every hit that was land. We would always go A A A. And that is something that that was like kind of happening during the the first half of the season um but in the second half we kind of 
stopped doing it as much and took a different uh, different approach where um, everyone was kind of I don't want to say doing their own thing, but we weren't just kind of you know going going along and yelling AAA at every hit. Um, and for me personally, I, it was something where I felt like I, I should uh, really just take a, a different approach to everyone who goes up and plays. Like uh, when Filipino man went off to play, he would want like very concrete advice. I remember when he played Xian, uh, um, I don't remember what week that was, but uh, like the the first time we played UIU, he was, he was playing Xian. He just told me like, okay, the night before we like went over Seth V Trigger 2, but obviously as a Seth player that probably knows Seth V Trigger 2 more than like maybe anybody else on the planet at this point. He was like, whenever I like, he like activates Seth feature Gertrude on me, just tell me what to do on defense and I'll just do it. It's like, just literally just tell me exactly what to do. That, that's something we had discussed like early on the season is that uh, I think at least like me, Samurai, Jessica, none of us really wanted somebody telling you what to do uh, on the cons. But Filipino man was like, just literally tell me in this situation, I just trust your decision here more. So just tell me what to do and, and I'll do it. And what was funny is I, I'm pretty sure both times I told him what to do, it was wrong. And the second time he actually didn't do what I told him to do and it ended up being correct what he did. So the strategy didn't seem to actually end up working, but it's it's still something that I, I, I kind of continued with um, in his match against uh, Ajax that just happened. It was it was sort of similar. I didn't give like as much sort of like direct, you know, do this, do this. But I was kind of given more advice than maybe I would to, to Samurai or Just a Kid. I, I feel like when it came to... Uh, uh, especially samurai it was more someone where i just needed to uh, kind of be there and encourage him obviously he was like he was the one who who began the the a chance so if samurai wanted to play i'd still keep keep up the a chance because i felt like you know anything that uh kind of encourages the person in a way that makes them uh feel like more more comfortable and more like you know just in their in their zone and in their game is kind of the best way to approach it for sure I feel like if there's any team that would talk about this, it would be CLG. I'm curious to know about just overall morality, maintaining morality, because everyone knows that your your morale affects how you perform. Is that something you guys actively talked about? And is that where the A's come from, the A chance and stuff like that? Yeah, it was definitely something that was actually talked about. I think Samurai is probably the, the biggest proponent of that. Um, uh, another person we had there that never really showed up on stream, but it was always there behind the scenes, uh, Bobby from CLG. Uh, he... I'm not actually entirely sure if he still does coaching, but he used to be a, a coach for Melee. You do, do a lot of coaching for that sort of stuff. So both him and Samurai are people who are really big into like sports psychology, um, you know, com uh, competitive mentality, all that sort of stuff. So they're really big into talking about that sort of thing. You know, every match we would, or at, at the beginning, every match we would have like um, sort of a, a debriefing and talking about morale, energy, that sort of stuff. Uh, but then on the, on the other side, um, Filipino men, just a kid, don't really like care about that sort of stuff they're more there they're more there to play and they feel like doing that sort of stuff is not it's sort of a waste of time compared to just you know taking time to decompress do whatever uh even practice more just go out to eat so there's definitely like like i said um big difference between like each individual person for for me i like the talking about mentality sports psychology all that sort of stuff uh samurai obviously same way it's one who's kind of you know brought me on that train to, at the very beginning. So we're like in that way, but it's not someone that worked for everybody. And I think something that's like kind of kind of changed in the team is that we're, we're letting everybody be their, the individual that they want to be and not have to just, you know, go along with, with um, kind of, I guess what the, I would say what the, what the team wants, but like what, you know, Samurai, the, the leader wants and what I uh, kind of want as well let everybody be an individual and figure out what works best for them. Cause at the end of the day, like 
all you're trying to accomplish through talking about mentality, uh, psychology, uh, sports psychology, all that kind of stuff is you're just trying to get someone to play uh, at the very highest level that they're capable of playing. So yeah. however, however helps the individual person the most is what you should go with basically. Yeah, for sure. I've seen some people don't really need to go that route. Other people may. There's different things. Like I, I've talked a lot in the past to the fact that I have ADD and my brain is just super hyperactive. And through meditation was the only way, exercising and meditation were the only ways to slow down my brain a little bit. Uh, and so for me and people who have a hard time focusing, I think that's helpful. Uh, for other people, that may not even be necessary. So that is good that you have that flexibility of know hey this person might need it or this person likes to do it uh these people may not even need that it might not you know play their best it might get in their head those sort of things um so that's that's good that you have that self-awareness of not trying to you know fit a square peg into a round hole so to speak yeah i i think like for me personally i used to get like really nervous before playing so stuff like meditating or just you know um kind of like visualization any sort of that sort of stuff could uh really help me personally but if you're someone who just goes up and doesn't get nervous or you just always feel like you can pretty much play to the level that you want to play then i can definitely see how all of this stuff just seems very extra and, and pointless so it's very much like on an individual basis whether this stuff is, is helpful or it just seems weird and annoying mm -hmm. yeah for sure in terms of street fighter league specifically do you have like a favorite fight that you experience like against a certain opponent or anything like that so i think my my favorite match would probably be against Ida on the very beginning of the season and it's funny because I feel like I've never uh choked as hard in my life as as any matches that one because it really should have been if not a 3-0 it should have been a 3-1 for sure I missed like a god awful amount of chances to to win that match so like in the the three-point match I was it was like definitely kind of a really bad result like looking back at the match I was like wow I played really really poorly at closing it out but what i kind of like about that match is that I, I felt like it didn't really affect me very much there have definitely been times where if i like fail to close out a match or i choke like that i'll get really hard on myself and i would just be able to like not play properly afterwards it would affect me for the rest of the tournament um but i think having like samurai and you know uh filipino man justin kid there as well all of them supporting me and like leaving me and saying hey it's okay you know it's, it's not actually that big of a deal you're still played really amazing you're just fighting someone who's you know arguably the best player in the world don't let it get to you and i think being able to you know stay composed and just not let it get to me at all uh and allow me to like, keep playing just as good as i did before and of course they sent me up for the my like my team believed in me and sent me up for the um like first to one afterwards and while i don't think like a first to one is really the best front to show or your skills or anything i definitely was very happy that i was able to like stay composed and close out the the first to one at least because like i said i feel like in the past it would just like kind of mentally break me and I, I definitely would not be able to play good enough to, to even win like that one game so and it was also just a really good start to the season getting like the first win over endemic i think a lot of people going into street fire league kind of saw clg as probably the weakest team and endemic as either like the top one or two team so getting like that win to start everything off built like a lot of momentum. I think they, they carried on to, like the entire season. Hmm, interesting. Talking about not just Street Fighter League, but just your, your life and competing in general, you know, you've, you've gone to a lot of different areas and you're going to be going hopefully to Japan soon. So you've played a lot of different regions. And I think it's pretty obvious that different regions overall play very differently. Um, like I host online tournaments and the DR um, enters a lot of them. So I've seen a lot of Kaba, Mena, um, Louis Man, uh, 
Ryan D, stuff like that. And I feel like their play style is vastly different. So for you personally, do you recognize there's a difference or do you feel like there's a difference? And then like, how, how does that adjust your ability to learn and adapt to these different play styles? Oh yeah, there's definitely a, a huge difference in play style between basically every region. And I think uh, obviously like every region, there are some players that are uh, an exception to how the region plays in general, but like the overall play style, it's very noticeable. You had mentioned like uh, the DR is generally like very aggressive and you know, not like traditionally aggressive, like very fast paced, like Cabo, for example, even if he's not being aggressive, he's always putting like a lot of stuff on screen. Like he's putting a lot of buttons on screen. He's putting a lot of booms on screen. Even if he's essentially zoning you, it's like very active zoning. A lot is always happening. Um, so like, yeah, DR has that kind of style. Uh, and even when you come to like the, the US, I think the difference between like West Coast, Midwest, East Coast, all also have pretty different styles. Um, but like I said, there are, there are always exceptions. Like I think, for example, on the, the West Coast, Samurai style is kind of different than like most players I fight. It, samurai style is actually very similar to Nephews in the way they play very slow and play for the clock. Um, very like methodical and strategical players. Uh, but Nephew is like, ne Nephew kind of has that style. I'm not gonna say as a result, but like he's had that style forever and he originally wasn't from the West Coast. He was from, uh, I don't, I, I'm actually forgetting where Nephew is from. Yeah, originally now sure. somewhere midwest or east coast i'm sorry nephew i can't entirely remember <laughs> but wasn't west coast i know that much so he kind of had that style coming into the west coast it's not something they learned here um whereas samurai is you know um kind of more of a, a pure west coast player uh in general i think the west coast is uh kind of similar very very aggressive not like maybe in the same level of like active play that uh the dr is but still very aggressive i, I think a lot of that can even be it's really cool for like me personally when you talk about styles you look at and you look at the west coast it's like a lot of the styles that certain players have can be traced back to people like alex valle and like um john Choi. like um i, I would say samurai style is kind of like the school of john Choi in terms of how he plays his fireball game how he plays the clock all that sort of stuff whereas a lot of socal players are kind of uh, even more directly like kind of trained by alex Vaya because of wnf and everything you know Vaya would literally be there um like growing these these new coming players and teach them how to play the game so naturally you kind of it's, it's his style is inherited by these players now his more aggressive style uh, i think that's really encapsulated by like uh, christy for example um one of the strongest uh like street fighter players from socal uh, especially like er, er, like earlier years of street fighter 5 season one to season three like uh, incredibly strong and uh, one of like my uh, one of my uh, all-time favorite players to watch in uh in this game because of just how he plays like a really aggressive neutral style um and how he capitalized on all of his offense uh so like that's sort of a style that's inspired me um and even though i'm not from socal i'm from seattle i feel like just watching and playing against all those players i kind of developed a, a similar like, aggressive style as they did um and talking about other regions as well like japan has probably the most distinctive style out of any other region because they all play each other so much they all talk about ideas so much and so they all have this very like methodical low risk not not all, like i said there are always exceptions but overall it's like very methodical low risks playing like matchups to a t that kind of style mm -hmm. so it, it is very noticeable like uh the different styles that the regions have even if i've never played someone before if i played someone from the same region as them I probably at least have some idea of what their their style is going to be just based on that sort of stuff and you know obviously I, i've watched a lot of regions as well like i've watched uh all of street fire league japan all of street fire league europe 
and you can just see like it's completely different types of play that you watch it in, in every match and um i think it's it's really cool to see and something that can be hard to see until you get a high level understanding of the game but when you have that understanding it's, it's something that is like really cool to see how, how each of these regions play differently 100 i i watch more matches than i play um because we've been, we've been hosting tournaments since the beginning of the pandemic and even like locals before that and um after seeing some of these pros come in it's like um the way i see it now is almost like a dialect or or an accent you know it's like you, you might watch them play or play against them and you're like I feel like this guy's from the East Coast. Like you can hear an East Coast accent, like you can hear a New York accent or something like that. It's almost the same way where you're watching someone play and it's like, I feel like this guy like either plays people from the East Coast or is from the East Coast or something like that. And you get to talk to them. Uh, it, it's really fun to, to see the different play styles and, and how uh, there are certain similarities. Of course, everyone's individual. So everyone's gonna have their own like, you know, nuance to how they play and stuff like that. But just overall, you can kind of see who they either play against or where their region's from. So I think that's really cool. Okay, so another thing that I want to ask you, just um, just off the top of the head, is your your personal goals. Like, do you have any like short term goals for this year, or any long term goals? For, you know, five to ten years out. Yeah, I mean, this year, I think pretty simple goal. Basically, the last like really big tournament, Street Fighter Five, is is Capcom Cup. So, of course, the big goal would be to win that. But I really more than that, I just want to like make sure that I practice as as hard as I can, prepare for all the players there and all the matchups there, just so that. You know, looking back however many years later, uh, even if I don't do well in terms of placement at Capcom Cup, that I can just look back on how I played and, and be proud of that. Uh, that's that's kind of the mentality I've developed when going into tournaments now. So going into like the biggest tournament, Capcom Cup, uh, that that's kind of what I want to get out of the tournament is just like play my best and and be able to be proud of how I played. Uh, Long term goals is like very much up in the air for me. I, I really have no idea. Uh, how long I'll continue like competing seriously in fighting games. Obviously, I'll play Street Fighter 6 once it comes out, but as far as like how long I plan on competing, very much up, up in the air. I, I have no idea. As I had mentioned earlier, I'm graduating this year, uh, so I'll be moving into uh, being an uh, old, old man in the working career life. So Engineer. But as, yep, and as far as what that looks like, obviously, I've never experienced it before, so I don't know. I don't know if I'll still want to be competing when I do that or not. Um, but I, I'll definitely always be connected to the community, regardless of how serious I am about serious I am with competing. It's just that when it comes to like thinking about how much I'll, I'll be playing the game, going to tournaments, that sort of stuff, uh, very up in the very much up in the air for me. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I feel like I have to emphasize like engineers in college usually have like the hardest workload. Maybe this is different for you, but it doesn't seem like it is. And, and so I think you should be like very, very proud of yourself. The fact that you're at a professional level and going to school for engineering, that's kind of nuts. That's like working a full time job uh, and also working another full time job competing and training and, and also doing content and streaming. So uh, that's that's very, very impressive. You should be very proud of yourself. Um, hopefully, you know, the ones around, like your loved ones around you are also proud of you as well, because that's that's incredible. That's really incredible. Yeah, so, thank you. Thank you. So on on that note, the last thing I want to ask, I always ask this of my guest is if someone walked up to you and they're like, I want to do what you know what you're doing, or I want to be to the level of skill that you're at um, and they don't know where to really start. What what would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, very, very first off, just play the game, of course, hop on the ranked. If you have um, any, anyone you know that plays the game, that can be uh, really, really good. I think probably the best thing to get someone like sticking to the game is get involved with a, any sort of community as small as it is, as long as you have other people who are as invested into the game as you are, uh, you're probably going to stick around. 
And it doesn't even have to be something where you're going to offline locals. I mean, I think, especially after the pandemic, a lot of that has changed. If you find like a Discord so server somewhere, especially if it's people similar to uh, the level you're at, like if you're a complete beginner, there are there are servers out there that are kind of tailored to like complete beginners. Uh, I think new, I haven't been there in quite a long time, but I think new challenger is still pretty good for that sort of stuff. Um, so just like getting involved with a uh, community of, of people who are invested in the game is going to be the best thing for learning and, and sticking around. But on an individual basis, like hop on ranks, just get experience playing the game. Use training mode is probably the biggest thing, but I, I would say training mode is something that's kind of better later on. Like when you're first learning the game, the most important thing really is to just play the game and then try to try, try to learn. Because when you first start a game, there's like so many things to learn. It's, it's overwhelming. But try to just learn like one thing at a time. Like, you know, if you get hit by something, try to figure out like, all right, how does this mechanic work? How do I fight against it? And it, it, honestly, if you just take that one like piece of, or one like method of learning of, I got hit by this, how does this work? How do I stop it? I pretty much use that like, that same mentality to learn like everything in the game. Like if you just break everything down to that step of like, what is this? How's it work? How do I stop it? You can learn like everything in terms of, of playing fighting games, honestly, and, and thinking that way, because obviously it's a, a 1v1 game. So the most important thing is like fighting against your opponents, stopping what they do, and then uh, learning what you want to do too, of course. I, I think actually, in my opinion, people will make a mistake in, in learning fighting games. They just want to learn, how do I do what I want to do? But you will learn like 10 times faster if you focus on how do I stop my opponent from doing what they want to do? Uh, that's kind of something um, I, I'm even like kind of learning for myself again because like over the pandemic i started playing chess quite a bit and i never played chess growing up so i was like a complete beginner at it and i kind of like try to take a similar approach to, to learning chess in that way where it's very easy to get when you're first like learning the game it's very easy to get trapped up and like all right how do i do the things i want to do but when you're playing a one-on-one -on -one game the most important thing uh especially until you get to like the highest level of the game the most important thing is how do you stop your opponent from doing what they want to do? Because if you can stop your opponent from doing what they want to do, unless your opponent is like one of the most like high level players in the game, they're probably just going to completely fall apart. <laughs> like if you can really stop what they want to do, then you, you pretty much beat them. So that's kind of usually when I'm like helping someone improve, that's always something uh, that I tell them to focus on is like stopping what your opponent wants to do. And you'll learn a lot about the game just by doing that. It might not, not be as fun as like learning cool combos. And of course you can learn the, the cool combos as well too. That mm. I'm not saying you shouldn't have fun with the game and do what you want to do in the game. But in terms of like improving, that's probably uh, my biggest piece of advice is learn how to stop your opponent from doing what they want to do. Quick follow-up question actually that you made me think about is, um, I see a lot of people who struggle with failure, you know, like people who don't know how to take a loss, so to speak. So I just want to know what your mindset is on when you lose to something, like how do you approach a loss? Yeah, I mean, losing is really hard. I think losing in fighting games is like one of the hardest things. I don't know what it is about fighting games specifically, but they're probably the most like tilting game in existence. If, if not if not the most tilting game, they're definitely in the top tier of, of tilting. So um, you'll learn a lot about yourself playing fighting games. I think that's kind of why, uh, you know, talking about mentality and stuff can be can be cool because you really do learn a lot about yourself when you're you're at your lowest on playing on a 10 losing streak on ranked. Uh, that's, that's where you can really learn the most about yourself. And there's not like one strategy that works for, for everybody in terms of how you deal with a loss, but probably the two most important things I'll say is figure out 
why did you lose? Of course, look back at your replay, use it as a learning experience to see what did I lose to, and then go back to that process I mentioned, what they do, how does it work, how do I beat it? You can really learn so much so quickly, just following that process. Um, but also, if you're tilted, this is the hardest part. This is the hardest part. If you're tilted, you just got to stop playing and do something else because no one is going to be able to be on like a 10, you know, a 10 losing streak on ranked and just very calmly, you know, figure out why they're losing and go into training mode and be like, all right, I'll, I'll just, you know, sit in training mode and learn how this mechanic works for, for 15 more minutes. No, you're just going to go into another ranked match as soon as you can and probably just lose again and get even more tilted. So you have to stop the cycle as, as early on as you can. Like as soon as you recognize you're getting mad, you really just have to stop because the the most the, the two most important things when playing a fighting game is you want to have fun first and foremost and you want to learn and when you're tilted you cannot do either of those things you you do the exact opposite of both of those things essentially so it's just not a good time for anyone involved not like even your opponent maybe your opponent will be happy they gain points but they'll probably just be like wow that was that was weird this dude just kept jumping in i wonder what his problem is <laughs> um, so uh, those are those are the two most important things is Use it as a learning process, but also know how to take a break because you're not going to be able to like logically process anything um, when you're upset. And really, if you just like take a break for, uh, again, it varies for person to person, but I find that you take a break for like 15, 30 minutes, you'll probably be fine afterwards. You realize your, your brain goes back to being rational, rational and realizing that you're just losing in a fighting game and it's not really that big of a deal. Mm. Um, so yeah, taking a break is, is very, very important. All right. And then are there any anything you want to shout out or any last messages that you want to give out there? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, of course, shout out to CLG um, playing on the, their SFL team. It's been an amazing experience. Shout out to Bobby, who I kind of mentioned earlier as well for, uh, you know, being there during SFL and, and helping us all out uh, immensely. Um, and now being part of the team officially is, is really an amazing experience. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to them. And while, while I'm on the CLG, shout out to all my teammates on there as well. Uh, Samurai, uh, Filipino man, just a kid. Uh, really probably the best teammates I, I could ever ask for. It's been super fun experience. I hope everybody has enjoyed watching it as well. Um, yeah, really, really, really glad to have been a part of that, uh, especially after so long of like almost getting on Street Fire League, but never quite being on the on it. Uh, getting to have such an uh, amazing experience for my first time was, uh, was really great. Awesome. And uh, are you are you streaming right now? Uh, I am streaming. Yeah, I mean, I actually probably going to stream um, a, a lot more like this year uh kind of near the later end of, of last year i kind of got a little bit lazy when it came to streaming but i'm trying to get back into it so yeah i stream at uh chrissy ch underscore if you want to check me out on twitter same tag chrissy ch underscore uh chrissy ch was taken everywhere so you have to add on the underscore uh, i'm sorry but yeah pretty pretty much chrissy ch underscore wherever you want to find me um yeah feel free to, to check it out well, and I'll have links down below for all those. And I'll also put a link. Um, if they have a playlist for Street Fighter League, I'll put that on there as well. Because you guys really should check it out. I love the format of it. Uh, there's so many good players on there now. And they also have, like, I think a European and a, Jap uh, a Japanese version as well. Um, so there's there's a lot of good content in Street Fighter. And I actually really enjoy that format. So, again, thank you so much for coming out with uh, with the conversation. Coming out here to talk to me on such short notice. It's been really awesome to, to kind of get to know you and, and hear your perspective on a lot of things. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me.